NPR. President Joe Biden announced his re-election campaign last week in a video just dripping with Americana. There's union workers wearing hard hats, a kid playing basketball, a farm, a church, and Joe Biden whispering for some reason. There's nothing, simply nothing we cannot do if we do it together. What there wasn't was any mention of climate change, which feels a little unexpected because that was one of Biden's big issues back in 2020. He called himself a climate change pioneer. We can and we will solve the the climate crisis and we'll build back better than we were before. Biden promised to transform our economy into a green one by 2050. 100% clean energy, more electric vehicles, way less fossil fuels. In fact, Biden said he would ban new oil and gas developments on federal lands. But like a lot of big campaign promises, that one fell flat. Biden is approving new fossil fuel projects left and right. And all of this has environmentalists reeling. They're saying, WTF, if Biden is a climate change pioneer, why is he being so friendly to oil and gas? I'm Waylon Wong, and today on The Indicator, we're teaming up with Nate Hedgie from the environmental podcast Outside In. Hi, Nate. Hey, Waylon. And yeah, we are going to get to the bottom of three gambles Biden might be making on fossil fuels and the climate. It's all part of a very controversial strategy, one that involves a lot of carrots, but very few sticks. Stay tuned. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Babson College. The world needs entrepreneurial leaders, and you can become one at Babson College. Gain the skills to lead, motivate, and inspire through a specialized master's or MBA program with full-time, part-time, and online options. Turn ideas into action with a graduate program that caters to your professional needs and fits your lifestyle. Ranked number one in entrepreneurship by U.S. News and World Report. Apply now at babson.edu slash gradprograms. This message comes from Apple Card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase. That's 3% on products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. For a long time, it felt like the climate crisis was an oncoming train. You could see the light, but it hadn't pulled into the station yet. Well, it's definitely here now. Absolutely. Like every summer here in Montana, I am coughing up a lung from all the smoke from massive wildfires. Ugh, brutal. And to stop the climate crisis from getting much worse, experts say we have to revamp two big pillars of the world economy, transportation and power generation. So those sectors account for over two-thirds of all greenhouse gas emissions. The biggest challenge is weaning ourselves off of fossil fuels and then transitioning to renewables like electric cars, solar panels, wind farms. It is a huge lift, but President Biden says that's a priority for his administration. He gave a speech about it to other world leaders a couple of weeks ago. We're investing tens of billions of dollars in the scale-up of new technologies like offshore wind, advanced nuclear, and clean hydrogen. And Waylon, this is all true. Biden's Inflation Reduction Act is essentially a climate bill. The biggest investment by Congress 
in history into climate. It poured money into renewables. It's providing tax credits for making and buying EVs. And the bipartisan infrastructure law Biden helped pass is investing billions into new charging stations across the country. But academics, environmentalists, and energy experts, they say we also need to cut down on fossil fuels, like right now, if we want to keep on track to be at net zero by 2050. And Biden has not done that. Nope. Much to the chagrin of activists like Jean Sue. She's an attorney at the nonprofit Center for Biological Diversity. What President Biden promised when he came into office was to actually stop new oil and gas leasing. Yet, since he's come into office, we have seen the exact opposite, but to a degree that is unfathomable. The United States is breaking records when it comes to fossil fuels right now. Last year, we exported more crude than ever before, 3.6 million barrels a day. And Biden's actually approved more drilling projects than President Trump did during his first two years in office. And that includes the Willow Project. This is this massive drilling venture in the Alaskan Arctic that environmentalists have been protesting against for years. That one project is equivalent to the emissions of 70 coal-fired power plants. Willow was pushed hard by Alaska's congressional delegation. They claim it will create thousands of new jobs and billions in new revenue for a state that relies on oil for its tax base. And speaking of oil, the Willow Project also supposedly holds 600 million barrels of crude. But it won't become operational until at least 2028. And this is where the first of three possible gambles comes in. Biden could be betting that the country will have transitioned to renewables and electric cars before the Willow Project really ramps up. So a lot of that oil will actually just stay in the ground because of market forces. Asim Prakash is a political science professor from the University of Washington. If through electrification of the auto industry, you drastically reduce the demand for oil, then Willow Project becomes what you call a standard asset. Its economic value is much less than what was anticipated in the future. A stranded asset. And this gamble might actually work. Transportation accounts for about 60% of global oil demand. And the world's leading energy agency says more than half of all new cars sold in Europe, China, and the U.S. will be electric by 2030. Now on to the second gamble. The Biden administration might be acting friendly towards oil and gas for a reason. It can appease key moderates like Alaska Republican Senator Lisa Murkowski. He could have, you know, gone ahead with the drilling ban. But it carries substantial political costs, including antagonizing the Alaska delegation, which has been, given their constraints, supportive of him. Biden needs those moderates to pass significant climate legislation. It's probably the same reason why he's supporting a natural gas pipeline project championed by the moderate Democrat, West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin. So this brings us to Biden's third and final gamble, that in a hyperpolarized country where you need every single vote, You got to give the people carrots, not sticks. Case in point, remember last summer when gas prices spiked to more than five bucks a gallon? Yep. (laughs) Don't we all? Republicans blamed Biden's environmental policies, even though they weren't at fault, and voters got skittish. His polling plummeted. People get very worried about inflation, and they start confusing energy transition with inflation. And that can spell trouble in elections, especially if Biden wants to keep Democrats in power so he can pass more climate legislation. So he's leaned on being friendly with oil and gas. To kind of uh, take away the points that his critics might score against him, that, you know, he's he's anti-oil, he's okay with inflation, blah, blah, blah. 
Instead, Asim says Biden is trying to woo conservatives and skeptics of the energy transition with carrots. If you see the numbers, much of the money for EVs and battery production is actually going to red states. The Biden administration has awarded billions of dollars in electric vehicle and battery production grants to states that voted for Trump. Even automakers like Ford and Hyundai, they're building EV and battery plants in Tennessee and Georgia. Biden believes that Republican politicians and voters will oppose climate policies when they're called climate policies. But if you call them economic development or energy security, you start getting a different response and you see that in practice. No, Texas leads in solar and wind. It's overtaken California in utility-scale solar. So there's something to be said about that. Asim says, in a democratic country where change is slow and your hold on power is shaky, this is the best way to get to net zero. Stimulate the market in your favor. Don't risk your neck with high energy prices. But will this tactic actually get the U.S. there by 2050? The world's leading energy agency says probably not. In a recent report, it said, sure, we might hit EV targets, but global leaders also need to place moratoriums on new oil, gas, and coal developments right now. This is why Biden's carrot plan bothers activists like Jean Sue. She says a climate emergency of this scale demands more. There is no way within the time span that we need to change our entire energy system that you can do that with pure carrots and no sticks. A strong government and a responsible government is one that has sticks and carrots, but sticks. Now, there are signs that some soft sticks might be coming. The EPA is poised to announce rules limiting the amount of carbon dioxide that can be released from power plants in the country. But at the same time, the Inflation Reduction Act gave energy companies tax credits to capture that carbon using new tech that Biden puts a lot of hope into. But there's also some evidence that its success rate is likely overblown. So a little stick, but a lot of carrots. And absolutely no carrot sticks. Couple of corn dogs, no carrot sticks. I love a corn dog. <laughs> now I want to go to a state fair. <laughs> Me too. This show was produced by Noah Glick with engineering from James Willits. Sierra Juarez checked the facts. Viet Laser senior producer Kate Kincannon edits the show, and The Indicator is a production of NPR. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Humana. Your employees are more than your coworkers. They're the heartbeat of your business. That's why Humana offers modern group benefits designed to protect employees and their families with dental, vision, life, and disability coverage. Humana knows every employee and every business is unique. That's why they listen to your needs and build plans with you and your team in mind. That's the power of human care. This message comes from NPR sponsor Charles Schwab with its original podcast on investing. Each week, you'll get thoughtful, in-depth analysis of both the stock and the bond markets. Listen today and subscribe at schwab.com slash on investing or wherever you get your podcasts. Last year, over 20,000 people joined the Body Electric study to change their sedentary, screen-filled lives. And guess what? We saw amazing effects. Now you can try NPR's Body Electric Challenge yourself. Listen to updated and new episodes wherever you get your podcasts.